Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Hello. Mark, and I am joined by Jackie. Hi. And Miles. Hello. Should we give our credentials, like our, our bona fides for talking about anime? We don't have uh, That would be very short. <laughs> uh, I'm a human being with two lips, a tongue, and some teeth. That's it. I, yeah, I was a teen in like 2004. Sweet. We are a podcast that uh, was designed and conceived to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the TV anime that started in 2012. But then we did all of that, and they haven't made any more, and we're very hungry. But we didn't want to stop potting, so since then we've been watching other anime, some of which we just heard about and wanted to watch, some of which have been suggestions from listeners, and some have uh, been more than suggestions, they've been mandates. By the government. Our, our podcast has been retrofitted like a military vehicle that's been given to the police. This it is, was uh, once a tool of war, and now we use it to oppress innocent people. To serve and protect, Miles. This oh, is right, right, right. Not a political podcast. Uh, this week, we watched something that's been suggested by a few people. We watched High Score Girl, the 2018 anime, uh, which has a season two, I think, running now, or it started last year. So this show is still ongoing. We watched episodes one through three. Yay. I don't have my notebook and I should grab it. One sec. Miles Miles did more, right? I watched four and maybe five. I can't remember. Wow. It was yesterday. That was weeks ago. Hmm. Uh, before we get into... High score girl. We... Wait, you have to tell the listeners that we're that's what we're watching. I did. Oh, you did? Okay. I even told me It's the high count. like, uh, okay, not H I G H. It's like high like hello. Hello, score. Right. It's yeah, a girl hello. that greets the scores. Mm-hmm. You know how we need, you know how in boxing the girls come out with the signs and they say like round one? That's actually yeah. the score. A lot of people don't know that and they are greeting it. Maybe, I should, that's not funny. Maybe it's Japanese and it's he score girl. He score girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just one person informing the other. I don't know. Does he mean anything in Japanese? Sure. H-I? Fire? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, boy. Sorry. I just, I, it does mean fire. I know it that. It does. I can even so write it's, it. It's fire score girl. Uh, sure. Okay. We solved it. Podcast over. Play the music. Boom, 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 boom. Bum, 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 bum. It's just uh, Sanford and Son. Before we talk about high score girl... We want to take a moment to listen to you, the listener. The listener. We are the listenees. Right. Or something. Right know. now, we're the <laughs> arcade cabinets to your fingers. Well, uh, by that, I mean, we're going to read the emails that you've sent us over this last week in a little place we call, what's an A word? Ad- advice arcade. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That People sa- don't write in for advice anymore. That sounds better than it actually fits. Write in for they, advice. They write in for answers. Yeah, ooh. Answer arcade then, fuck. Nice. But do we have the answers? We certainly give them out like we do. That's true. This email comes to us from Calcifer. Cal. The subject is, is nine months a long time? Miles can answer that. <laughs> How... Uh... I don't know. Time is weird now. 
Yeah. Howdy, JJBP crew. First time writer here. I'm not sure if nine months is long enough to be considered a long time listener, but it's the amount of time to grow a baby. So I figure it's long enough for me to say this is my favorite podcast. Ooh. Wow. We didn't quite make it to nine months. Oh, yeah. You don't even know. I tried to listen to all of the episodes before I wrote in, but after listening to episode 108 and hearing the discussion of Pokemon, I knew I had to write in and say that I'll answer all your Pokemon questions. There have been moments where I paused, took a deep breath, and just sighed after finishing some Mon talk. <laughs> Anyways, just to keep it on the short side, just wanted to share how appreciative I am that this pod has become my best friend when I'm driving and gives me things Aww. to think about that even go beyond JoJo. So thanks. Your biggest Pokemon fan, Calcifer or Cal. P.S. Is it still okay for me to say I'm horny? Because P.S. I'm horny. It is okay. It's very okay. Do you think Cal is currently listening to recent episodes or is Cal still like, like oh. I don't know, on episode 108 or whatever? Well, it says after listening to episode 108. I feel like to put that in an email, they must have been writing this a little bit after that. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe they started at the beginning. Which is nuts. Interesting. Well, let us know what episodes... Would you guys watch Pokemon? Should we watch Pokemon for this show? I would watch some I, Pokemon. Yeah, I would. Okay. Maybe we should do, do you it. Think, uh, do you think Montauk is a reference to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Because they go to the town at the end of Long Island, Montauk? Yeah. And she whispers in Jim Carrey's ear, Meet me in Montauk. Do you think she was talking about Pokemon? I don't yes. know. Yes. I... She really wanted to just talk about Pokemon and he misinterpreted. She wanted to figure out the best generation of Pokemon. Let's let's ask ourselves that. What do we I know Jackie's answer. Ugh. Do you My, know my answer? Of course. <laughs> Miles, do you have a favorite Pokemon generation or not so much? Not, I mean, it's got to be one. <laughs> right. But one of them I'm not has, familiar enough with the others. Everyone's favorite is the one that you first encountered. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. what was your generation of Pokemon? That's your favorite. I don't know then. I feel bad for some of the fucking recent uh, generations of children. I, I liked second generation as well. It wasn't bad. Because some of the new Pokemon look like stupid robots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Those are stands, Mark. Stands look cool. I think Pokemon, some Pokemon could be stands. But anyway, All right. should we keep reading emails? Yes, these are emails, by the way, sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. I can read the next one. Please. Um, the subject line is, hello. Hello. This is, this is from David. Dear Mr. Jojo's Bizarre Pod, Mrs. Jojo's Bizarre Pod, and Jojo's Bizarre Pod Jr., who, is, who also now has Jojo's Bizarre Pod Jr. Jr. Joking, hello, Jojo's Bizarre Pod crew. I am from England, a very exotic place. After listening for two years and then started considering writing to you about a year ago when you started talking about re-watching other anime, I am now writing to you to suggest two animes. I would like you to watch Magi the Labyrinth of Magic, or Magi, Magi the Labyrinth of Magic, and Bacano. Bacano has some gore in it, but but don't worry, it's not terrible or excessive. Who are your favorite people in anime in the anime industry? Sorry if it's already been asked. Asked. Uh, sorry if I went over the character slash word limit. If you still do that, thanks, David. Do we still do that? No. Nah. That's when the show is on and we get a lot of emails. Yeah, we haven't gotten the all like as many emails as we did 
back when the show was like on and we were keeping up with it. Yeah, now, now it's just like filling time. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like please just write anything to us. We'll read we'll read it or we'll summarize it. Yeah. We'll pretty much read it. Some of it we'll summarize. Uh just put down those I two said. suggestions. Yeah. yeah Sorry, I was you just said. I was trying to say it reinforcing. I realized okay. my tone didn't quite sound that way. <laughs> like, <but>. hello? <laughs> Is this thing on? Do you hear me? Uh yeah, so I added Bacano or Bacano and Magi the, the Labyrinth of Magic to the list. Um, who are some of our favorite people in the anime industry? I mean, I can say that I like Studio Trigger and um, I forget the name of the guy who... Hideaki Anno, is that the creator of uh, Evangelion? Yes. Yeah. I like him and I like what his his colleagues have gone on to do with Trigger and whatever it was called before that with Fooly Cooly. Um, I like Norio Wakamoto as a voice actor. I like... Um, Oh, man, what the fuck is his name? Something, Watagi, something, buck ass damn. What is it? Shit, someone else talk. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like about the question. Uh, so. Wataru Akagi, I think his name is. I'm closer. I like his voice. I like the dad, uh, the, the one who plays the cat dad in. Norio Wakamoto. That's a good voice. Yes, he's great. Um, my favorite, well, these are manga artists, but my favorite manga artists are Junji Ito and Kazuo Umezu. Who, I, I thought of those guys when we were watching this anime, I will they say. They are great. Oh, yeah? Did yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who else do I like in anime industry? I, I mean, don't we know. Like, uh, I don't really keep up with the anime industry, I guess, that w- much. Well, we like, uh, what the fuck? Miyazaki. Yes. Word. We like Miyazaki and maybe we like uh, Makoto Shinkai. We, we saw um, that recent one that I can't... Guys, what is wrong with my brain? I think the memory part is just off. What was the one with the fucking asteroid and, and going through time and we watched the movie of it? Uh, your, oh, name. Yeah. your name? <laughs> your name? <laughs> yeah, your, your name. name. I was going to say you're lying, April, but that's a different Or one. who are you? Who the fuck is this? We watched Who the Fuck Is This by Makoto Shinkai. I like that one. The sequel blowing up my pager at 546. No. To follow. Uh, Miles, do you got anybody you like in the industry? Um, The person we haven't named is Shinchiro Watanabe. Cowboy Bebop. Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Um, I really like Kids on... Well, I like Kids on the Slope. I really like Carol and Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And I like you. Thanks. Oh, also shout out to Naoko Takeuchi, the creator of Sailor Moon. Right. I like her. Of course. That's it. Oh boy, another email is the subject line of this email. And this email is from Peach. Hello there again, JJB Pod Gang. It's me, Peach, once again writing in with another email. I haven't watched Ninja Scroll, nor have I seen High Score Girl, so I am unable to comment on either of those. That's fine. I do have more JoJo-related banter, though. First, I have another stand question for you all. If you could name your stand whatever you wanted, what would you name it? That was phrased really poorly because I don't know how to put it really. (laughs) But I'll give you an example. I've decided that based on significance to my life and fond memories, my stain would be named Sheep Go to Heaven. Like the cake song, I'm guessing. 
However, if I could choose anything, I would probably choose the name Space Oddity, just because that sounds cool. But the reason why I wouldn't actually make that my stay name is because the song isn't really one that I've listened to much and has no significance to me. What? It's a good one. Hope that clarified what I'm trying to say, though I might have just confused you further. (laughs) Second... Did you see the new Stardust Crusader plushies? I'm always excited to get more microorganisms. That's what that particular JoJo plushie style is called. I currently have Giorno and Narancha micros, and Josuke and Rohan are on their way in the mail. They are extremely blessed, and I love them all. I won't send pics of all the sets, but here are the SDC ones. Scrolling. Nice. They're pretty cute. That's the end of the email, except for these PSSs. P.S. Jaxi, do you still ship Josuke and Rohan? Yes. Because if so, and I swear I'm not trying to self-promo, I've written a really horrible, but not too long, series about them. It's very bad and also just completely filled with bad memes, so if you think you're out of touch with youth culture, prepare to feel even more alienated. (laughs) Here's a link in case, for whatever reason, you're interested. I am interested. Are you Jackie? Um, I don't really read. How long is it? If I can read it in like less than 20 minutes, <laughs> I'll read it. I can't tell. Someone has to tell me how long it is. Okay. PPS, I've decided that every week, even if I have literally nothing to say, I'm sending in a meme. Sorry to all the listeners who just have to imagine what it looks like. This is a, there's a meme underneath. It's pretty so. good. It's pretty good. It's just P- a... <laughs> Uh, explain it mark please it's two um stills from the stardust crusaders ova when they're in the desert it's polnareff kakyoin and abdul looking over a hill at something kakyoin has a bandage over his eyes because this is just when Ndul's stand uh slashed his eyes and he's blind (laughs) and polnareff is just saying to them hey look it's jotaro and the second panel is just a zoom in on Kakyoin with a fucking blindfold over his <laughs> eyes. Because so he can't look. He would not be able to look and see that it is Jotaro. It's good, and I feel bad for Kakyoin. Well done, Mark. PPPS. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up and spend the day your way. Call it morning, driving through the sound and in and out the valley. Oh, I, I didn't catch that at first. I thought it was um, I don't a, know this song. a Savage Garden lyric. I've never like read the lyrics to Roundabout because that song is exhausting to think about. Ah. That song goes everywhere. But again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you go to, it might be all of Europe. I don't know. But if you ever go driving in the Canary Islands, you will have Roundabout stuck in your head because that's all there are. Just so many roundabouts. No four-way stops with a traffic light or anything. Just let's answer the questions if you could name your stand any name what would you name i think yeah this question i mean it it is a song right yes so peach is not saying if you could name it whatever you would want to because if i did that then it would be named like the fuck maker or something and it would just (laughs) it would just hit (laughs) you really hard i don't know if you could name it something that sounds cool even if you don't really like listen to that song or you don't you know what i mean like it's like that's kind of what it is it could be anything it doesn't have to be something that you like oh oh because peach said i like space oddity yeah oh so it's like what song would you use for your stan's name even if it didn't have to do with its ability or you personally like the song yeah yeah. yeah okay like, okay, like okay. i could like think of a song title that i've never actually listened to or something 
you know, but it just sounds cool. Is there like a chart we could look at, like top 10 songs this week and we all just pick <laughs> one or something? Yeah. Top no. 10 I don't know. Billboard songs. Let's see here. The Hot 100 chart. Let me think of an artist that I don't like and try to think of what the song that sounds cool by them. <laughs> okay. I would. Hmm. Jackie, yeah, I think I think we should just pull off this list. What's the list? This is the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and uh, I will I will say that that my stand is the number five most popular song. It would be called "Blinding Lights" by The Weeknd, and uh, you know what? It would have to do with the stand's power because it would just blind everyone with extremely bright, extremely bright lights. That's right. I impair everyone. Brutally. Mm. Miles, do you have anything off this uh, contemporary pop music chart that you would like to name your stand? Uh, number 61, Pussy Fairy. <laughs> Great. How did you get down there? I started from the bottom, and then I got to <laughs> Pussy Fairy. And now you're here. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, there's some good ones here. Is a Die from a Broken Heart? Um, I think mine would be uh, One Margarita. <laughs> Your stand is just a drink. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. You drink it and you feel a little it, bit buzzed. It, it powers you up. Okay. It powers you up. The Dua Lipa song, uh, Don't Start Now, it could be like uh, Bites the Dust, you know? Like anytime you try to start something, you just, you know, or, it rewinds time. I hope you're happy now and it just makes you happy. Hmm. It's just a stand that makes you happy. I don't like that. It's not specific enough. All right. Those are all, that's what we would do answer uh there's one, there's one called hot girl bummer that one sounds sounds there's good. a song called hot girl bummer yeah that's so weird <laughs> i don't know i never heard of it because megan the stallion is still on this list with a different song but yeah that's so funny it's like a almost like a parody but well wow i think it's like transcended like hot girl summer has transcended just megan i think it's a it's i think it's a thing it's a cultural thing yeah. I, I don't really love this kind of plushy style, by the way. If, if you're calling them microorganisms, then now I know the style that I don't really love. I Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a small difference. But I would think of this as just chibi or uh. SD, super deformed. But uh, if any listeners know the difference between microorganisms and uh, chibi, small representations of anime characters. I like chibi. I'm all ears. I like the, like the JoJo characters in Pita Pata Pop look interesting but i just it's not my thing i like big mature art with dark lines and furrowed brows you're like i'm an adult <laughs> i watch yeah. and i watch adult cartoons i want all of my keychains to look like rembrandt's the night watch okay every single one we got one more email mark do you want to read it sure okay oh new writer chad no no um, this email is from chad our man in hawaii the one and only chad and maybe man in Hawaiian shirts? We don't know. This is a letter. This email is called Super Problematic Gatekeeper 2 Champion Edition. Aloha JJB Pod. Is it just me, or did the high, the high score girl protagonist Haruo seem like kind of a toxic male jerk? Mind you, in the first few episodes we're listening to the inner monologue of a sixth grader, it still felt gross with his, quote, sanctuary and, quote, girl like her complaints. Although I guess he gets a little better as things progress. Speaking of which, I was really worried Haruo was just pro projecting everything onto Akira, 
So I was glad when she actually had a say in their relationship over the course of the first three episodes. Ultimately, I think I'll keep watching this because it's mostly silly and cute. Plus, seeing video games represented in an anime is novel. It's not novel. This isn't a book. The character designs, especially when the characters are young, remind me a lot of the rhythm game Guitaru Man. Here's the box art. What do you think? There's no box art here. I think Google... Oh, if you scroll to the bottom, it's there. Oh, snap. It was like pasted in and became an attachment. Yeah. Well, now I will look at this box art. I like it. I like it. It reminds me of uh, Oingo Boingo. Yeah. It's got a little bit of that wacky ass style. Yeah. There's still like a little bit more control than when Araki uh, fucking spasms out uh, the Oingo Boingo art, which I do love. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So what do we think? Yeah. I'd say it looks a little bit like uh, the Guitaru Man art looks a little bit like High Score Girl. I think of gorillas when I look at Haruo from uh, High Score Girl. Uh, Chad's email continues. Here are a couple of anime I'd like to recommend for anyone that liked some of the elements of High Score Girl. And don't mind some, quote, fake, made-up games. Uh, Himoto Umaru-chan, the most beautiful and talented girl in high school, is secretly a huge nerd for games, manga, anime, and junk food. All fake games. Basically, cool. Chad is saying here that High Score Girl that we're watching uses real video games. Um, and these are anime about gaming stuff, but because of copyright and stuff, they use fake, made-up games. Another one is called Gamers. A lonesome gamer gets an invite to join the school gaming club by the most popular girl in high school. Hmm. Lastly, High Score Girl starts off in the year 1991, and it turns out one of my favorite anime of all time debuted on VHS stateside that very same year. If you're up for some old school anime with lots of action and comedy, go check out Project Ako or Project Ako. The dubbed version, which is what I watched back in 91 when I was 10, is currently free with Amazon Prime. As always, keep up the great show, and I hope you and your loved ones stay safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Did you know that when Street Fighters do and Ken throw a Hadouken, it's downright fierce? But, um, yeah. I don't get Very it. Very good, Chad. It's downright fierce, but it's also downright fierce. Uh, Miles, to input to throw a fireball, it's down and then toward and... I'm very excited to talk about this anime with you guys because you know a lot about Street Fighter and I don't. What did you say? Did you say you're not looking forward to it? No, I I said I am looking forward. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's answer Chad's question. I was a little worried that that this this could be bad because I might get way in the weeds. I have 40 pages of notes. I'm like, "Um, this is inaccurate. (laughs) Miles, we have to make sure to reel Mark in if he starts to go off on (laughs) tangents about whatever, fighting games or something. Um, So... Should we just jump right into uh, whether uh, this guy, the the main kid, is a toxic jerk? Yeah, what's uh, your take? I w- so I was more bothered by the fact that this girl didn't seem like her own character, and she was she didn't speak, but it wasn't like explained. Like it wasn't like a she just doesn't speak because she has something like a disability, or she has a like I don't know. She was traumatized when she was younger. Or she's something. shy, or she's shy, or she's shy. It's it's not really explained or acknowledged, so it just seems like the because this is from the protagonist point of view. Like we don't care what she says or thinks, you know. Not necessarily. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Like she's just kind of like we we only see her through his eyes and like what she right, uh, but what well, she means to him and what she does for him and that kind of thing. But 
if this if this is a character that doesn't talk which like already i think the question has to be like why make that choice you know as the creator why do that or don't yeah but in this case it's like of course he's projecting and of course he doesn't you know it's from his point of view because she doesn't speak Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like but why doesn't she speak well we don't know but in real life if someone didn't speak you couldn't ask them they couldn't tell you and so you might just be like well i'll check in with them which he does he asks her things he looks for her opinion you know he does this and this and this but she can't, you know, I know this is the same defense as when uh, you're like, why are all the girls in string bikinis? And they're like, because the string bikinis give them power. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're like, that is weird. Uh, but I, I don't think this is this uh, rare of an occurrence. You know what I mean? To have somebody that just is shy and not vocal. I mean, I would assume shy. Yeah, uh-huh. it's still, it still bothered me. Mm. Yeah. But... It's just, there, we, she doesn't seem like her own character. Yeah. She's, she does have like, like you could tell that she has like her own stuff going on though. Like she has she preferences has a personality. and she expresses them. Yeah. Um, and she does, she does communicate. Right. Through like punching and like nodding and making little noises. Yeah. Yeah. But to go back to Chad's question, do you think Haruo is a toxic male jerk? I think he is in the way that like uh oh in in the very mild sense that like little boys on TV or whatever are where they're like not interested like at, I guess at the point where you're not interested in girls yet at all and you're just like ew girls are gross get out of here I just want to like do my thing you know like that kind of thing Yeah I don't know He's toxic. He's a toxic male in the way that all all twelve year old kids are in the way <laughs> that like society teaches young boys to not like girls or girl things you know and or not like it when girls like boy things it or teaches whatever. us to like girls but not in the sense of like having to socialize with them and like yeah. understand them as people yeah teaches us to like pursue them yeah but it does not teach us how to reconcile the fact that the people you want in your life might be complicated and might not want you and uh that you should also understand them to value them, things like that. Well, like that, that's kind of the, the thing with the other kid, the kid that likes her, but like does not. Genta. Yeah. He's not interested in getting to know her or anything or fr- figuring out what she likes or wants. He's just like, how do I get alone with her? And how do I get her on this Ferris wheel with me? How do I get <laughs> you alone? Um, yeah. Write it down, Miles. Uh, I was, I was going to say like that stance that he has initially, it does get broken down. And he becomes less toxic and he takes a real interest in her. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because initially he's like, I don't want some girl to come in and, you know, become the top Street Fighter player in my territory. Like she should find her own arcade and get the fuck out of here. And then he fights her. Yeah. And he And he then the way that he, he, the way that he fights her, he's like, I can't get beat by a girl. It's like the fact that she's a girl pisses him off more than if she was like a dude who yeah. was good at the game that came let's, in. Let's circle back to this for now. Is there Was there another question in Chad's email? Just because I want to also talk about it. Patreon and such. I think that's it. Well, now I will talk about Patreon and such. Cool. If you would like to support us, you can do that by listening. That's all you have to do. And you can follow us on Twitter. If you go to twitter.com slash jjbpod, that's support. But if you want to help us out in a material way, you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and you can give us $1 a month. $1 is all it takes to get access to Miles's newsletter posts weekly that he sends to me that explain all of the random pop culture references we make on this show that uh, may or may not have anything to do with the anime that we watched. 
um, and I struggle to find an image every week. So sometimes it's just uh, Miles' newsletter with art that is uh, Mark's camera roll. <laughs> if you pledge $3 a month, I will read your name on the podcast like so. Thank you, Caden, Nick, Celeste, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Martin, Michael, Kevin, Christian, and Chad for supporting us the $3 or more tier because there is more. If you give us $20, it can just be for one month. In fact, I think that is the most responsible way to do it. We will watch one anime that month of your choosing, not all of it. Don't give us Dragon Ball Z and say you have to eat all of it. I mean, watch all Mm -hmm. of it. Uh, but we'll watch a few episodes and talk about it. And uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, people have good taste. Yeah. People that have been giving us 20 bucks and saying, watch this thing. Um, we've been doing it because I mentioned us adding to a list of suggestions, but honestly, we don't always get around to them. Yeah. It depends on how, how much we really want. Like you can suggest your thing and then we'll kind of see what we would rather watch right the power is in our the balls in our court and we're like um i don't know if i want to watch uh doro hedoro i'm not in the mood for this anime right i don't want to but if you give us money we're like yes sir yes sir <laughs> yes ma'am three eps full yes boss yes, yes yes boss yes 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 uh so again that's patreon.com slash jjvpod obviously that was a very rehearsed uh sell uh yeah anything more before we should go into the episode no. uh all right well i'm gonna use the restroom okay don't watch okay so as previously stated and hinted let's about, talk about the anime yeah let's talk about high score girl high score girl is a 2018 anime that has two seasons so far or at least one and one ongoing uh it's based on a manga that started back in 2010 uh, by Rensuke Oshikiri. Oshikiri. Uh, that ran from 2010 to 2018. It has a spinoff about uh, one of the other kids called uh, High Score Girl Dash. And there's also High Score Girl Extra. I think both of those are video game sequel references. Uh, and yeah, it is a arcade rom-com or arcade romantic drama. Um and interestingly, it seems to be uh, on a 3D engine. It shows a lot of the video games in there, like true two-dimensional pixel-based artwork. But uh, the happenings in the world are—they're all 3D. Do you, what do you think happened here? Do you think that like someone just played the game and they like took that recording and putting put it like into the anime, or do you think do you think they hand drew it? No, each scene for someone definitely <laughs> played it. No, okay. no, no. Okay. Definitely. And I, I saw this credit, but I wasn't sure if it was actually the anime score or if they were just giving credit to the person who did the Street Fighter music. But it says the score is by Yoko Shimomura, hmm. who did the Street Fighter 2 soundtrack and the Super Mario RPG soundtrack. Uh, some of our favorite games Yeah, here on JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. And uh, she did the Radiant something series. I don't know. Yoko, if you're listening, write in and tell us. About oh Kingdom Hearts, she did Kingdom Hearts as well. Name is Yoko. Good. Yoko Shimomura. Mm, yeah. Cool. Um. Yes, yeah, so we watched episodes one through three. Miles watched more. Yeah. So it starts out. There's a boy in the arcade, and it turns out that there's a a young girl around his age in the in his class that is like kicking everybody's ass in Street Fighter Two. 
Yeah, because um, he's doing great. He's he's at like thirty wins or something, right? Twenty eight. Yeah, I don't know. And but but she's there. She's like beating everybody, and it's a big whole big thing. Cause she's like really good, and she's playing with uh, who's she playing with? Uh, Zangief. Zangief. Was it? Oh yeah. No, no. Yeah, remember, she it, was starts, with it starts out with him winning, and then so, and then you hear that oh, yeah. she comes in. No, yeah. she's so on the streak. Winning. No, she's on the streak, isn't she? I thought she was. No, no, about no. To no. It starts 30. out with him. It starts out with him on a streak, and it's funny because he's like, "Oh, everyone here thinks I'm great," and they you hear murmurs of the crowd, and they're like, "He should learn how to take turns and stuff." <laughs> um, but if you didn't know, arcades are based on people spending money, so. If you play a game like Street Fighter, you stay on for free if you win. Mm-hmm. So you can just stay on there all day long, basically, if you're good enough to beat people. Um, but then they hear, he hears murmurs of someone talking about, oh, there's a girl joining on the other side. Because in Japan, a lot of these fighting games were on what they call head-to-head cabinets, where I'm on one cabinet that is connected and linked to... Uh, so I have one TV screen, one set of buttons that is linked on a mirror image to another cabinet where someone else is sitting playing on their own stick and buttons with their own screen. So you're kind of like you're head to head. You're both facing yep. your own screens and yep. the screens are ag- like back to back. And this also means that there's a distance between you and your opponent. Um, you might not even know who's sitting there technically. Mm-hmm. Everyone would just kind of stick their head out the side and look. And say, hey. But sometimes there's rows and rows of the machines and you can't even see. You'd have to jump yeah. up and be pissed off, which I have seen <laughs> and is great. Yeah, which is different from the uh, arcade cabinets that we're used to in the U.S. and probably elsewhere, where the arcade cabinet, like you're staring at the same screen uh, and like your two players, you're staring at the same screen and you're like right next to each, next to each other rather than facing each other. Elbow to elbow sometimes, yeah. especially when you're an adult, you don't really have much room, mm-hmm. which should tell you to go home and like be an adult, do your taxes. But no, I'm not going to do that. Um yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably familiar with what we're talking about, where you're uh, on the same side and it's a two-player cabinet. They might not be. They might just be anime JoJo fans and not know anything about video oh, games. Oh, true. I'm assuming everyone knows what an arcade is. <laughs> yeah, considering we have youth listeners, an arcade yeah, is... Yeah, uh, kids nowadays, what do they do? They just play on their... Uh, they play much what? more interesting games. Wait, are arcades yeah. over? That are more com- arcades are almost entirely over they're still out there if you can find a round one near you definitely check that out that's a japan run arcade which shows in terms of its games and it's uh the way they maintain it i think generally is very good because we're used to pretty uh pretty dingy places uh haunted by drug addicts and uh thieves okay no but well those are those are the people (laughs) i hung out with i don't know who you were hanging out with alcoholics right um Anyway, we used to be able to spend five dollars on quarters. And if you brought your AAA card in, I don't know why. If you had a card from AAA, I think they would double your money. Cool. Interesting. And we would use it all the time. Anyway, they caught on and they were like, this isn't your AAA, but whatever. So he's like, he notices, oh, this girl, I know her. She's in my class and she's like a straight A student. She's like perfect at everything. She has all these extracurricular. She's super smart. Um, She's rich. Where did she go? And she's rich, yeah. Where did she go wrong? Um, you know, what's she doing here? Like, to be here with me. Like, this is the... And he's also kind of like, this is the one thing that I've got going for me. Like, yes. this is the one thing I'm good at. Like, she can't take this too. So it's kind of like, she's too perfect and he's like jealous of her. And he's like, no, you can't also... You can't also be better than me at this thing. Um, yeah. Um, 
I just remembered the fact that don't they start this show by being like in 91, the Gulf War started <laughs> and they show like they show what what we would see like every day about the Gulf War where it's night vision and these tracer machine gun rounds flying through the air. But they smartly do it in a way that it looks like uh, Missile Command, the arcade game from the 80s, mm. unless that wasn't intentional, but it had to be. Um, so even though aesthetically, this is a pretty simple anime that's full of things that make you think of the early 90s. Anyway. So they get into a fight. Oh, oh, oh. Also, um, he, he, he mentions that she's playing Zangief. Um, and why the reason why this is important to him is that Zangief is not an easy character. And, uh, you know, he requires like, you know, good button execution and timing. And it's not like and, you know, some people have a hard time just mash, mashing out a, a Hadouken or whatever. But um, Zangief, you have to like do all these crazy 360s and half circles and stuff. Um, to land the moves so it's like also it's like extra it's like even more impressive that she's using a not one of the easy characters right or in, easier in his opinion in his opinion but uh yeah if you didn't know street fighter 2 came out in 1990 or maybe 91 i guess and it had four updates within the next like handful of years they kept updating it i'm sure the cynical people will say to make money but that's only half true. Uh, they also did it to add characters, to tweak things, because uh, sometimes things were really unbalanced. Uh, and in this game in particular, the main character's character of choice is Guile. Eventually, people realized that Guile, uh, through glitches and through design, was just extremely good. Mm-hmm. And what's funny to me is that uh, Zangief versus Guile is a really bad matchup for Zangief. Mm-hmm. So not only is she playing a character that, in his opinion, takes a lot of skill to play... Yeah. I would say back in Street Fighter 2, the original, I would say, yeah, it, it takes skill to win with Zangief. Mm-hmm. But uh, he is particularly shitty against someone like Guile. Yeah. Um, because Guile can keep you out, has all the tools to keep you the fuck away, which is what Zangief needs to do is to get in close. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he's not used to playing against uh, Zangief. Yeah. Or a good Zangief. This was also back in the day when there were eight characters, though. So I think it'd be <laughs> a little bit harder than... Yeah, nowadays you play a game with 30 people and then you're like, who the fuck is playing as the cactus? Mm-hmm. How is that happening? I don't know how to play against this character. Yeah, I wrote down he was big mad about it because he definitely was. He was very big mad. He was pissed. So pissed. He was a very pissed man. Miles, what are your encounters with Street Fighter? What is your knowledge? I think I've barely played any Street Fighter and I know almost nothing about it. That's really weird. This is just... Consider- <laughs> but you still enjoyed the anime. I still really liked this anime. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that it stop- It kind of stops and explains some things to you, I think. Like, do you, do you feel like you were able to get enough context from watching it when they talked about, like, some some of the games in, the- in detail? Do you think it it filled in those, like, the context for you pretty well? Yes, it was. It reminded me of JoJo's because it was like, except, like, instead of the narrator, it was him going like, this game is blah, 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 blah. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. So this is this is very up my alley, at least in format. The idea of like someone's going to stop and educate you on something nerdy or give you a bunch of backstory, and it's about video games and stuff. Yeah, yeah it was like so unabashedly geeky, and I like that. Yeah. Um. Well, that's good. It's just funny because Miles had uh, years and years ago. Miles had Virtua Fighter Four, and I, that always struck me as as strange because Virtua Fighter is like, even though it was the first three D fighting game. In arcades, it would blow people's minds. It's become way less popular and more esoteric of a title. It's extremely difficult to play. Yeah, I don't know why I picked that one up. You'd have it's to just, ask Young Miles. 
<laughs> young Miles, I will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Young Miles. Hey, how's it going? Hey, who are you? How's it, has it been uh, playing Virtua Fighter in your parents' basement? It's really hard. I'm not that good at it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. you should have played Street Fighter for your yeah. fundamentals. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go back to present, Miles. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Um. Yeah. So he he wants he's determined to defeat her in even though he's going with like cheap strategies. So he decides to turtle, um, which is a technique. It's a he calls it a forbidden strategy in this in this uh, anime. But it's like it's when you are. Uh, Mark, you could probably explain it better. Sure. But it's when you're like you're you're well, try, you're you're hold always holding down and back to uh to avoid like you're making yourself smaller and you're blocking, um and you're just I guess you can be harder to hit, but there's like ways around turtling. Turtling, turtling in general means you're not approaching the opponent. Yeah, you're, you're like ma- scared. You're maintaining a life lead, and since there's a timer. Ah. If they don't get the lead on you, they have to keep approaching you. And if you have ways to keep people out, you will keep hitting them when you need to, when they come close, and you'll be maintaining your life lead. And since the game has urgency in the form of a timer, you will keep having to approach. Um, And so people find this strategy very frustrating. I did write down at one point, I noticed I was like, hang on, he just lost 30 games and then is like, I'm going to play defensively. (laughs) What was he doing? There, there, there certainly must be shades of gray. I mean, for for writing the manga, you mean he won thirty games? No, he lost to her. He lost to her thirty times. Yeah, didn't he lose to her a lot? No, no, he lost to her like two or three times. He lost like he he had a oh, lead. Okay, I guess I just tied the two together. No, like him having a thirty no, game. No, nobody streak. nobody would let him on let him stay on the cabinet after losing that much. Oh yeah, you're right. You're you right. Know? You're right. He he had a winning streak. She beat him. Uh, then other other people had the chance to play her, and she was kicking their ass. And then he came back to play. Oh, against her. Uh, she got her yeah, own. He kept jumping in out of order. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I think I may have been writing down all my thoughts about uh, technique and uh, <laughs> Street Fighter Two and such. Yeah. Like oh, okay. Never mind. We'll get into that. So he beats her in the first round uh, by turtling, uh, and then the second round he. <laughs> tries to show off by playing with only one hand because he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And he wanted to humiliate her, basically. I think because he thinks he has to cash in. Like, he's now already lost face because he lost to a girl. So he's yeah. like, well, now if I win, I have to win. Which really, like, he's he's not compensating for his character, which is that he seems like an asshole. Yeah. If he's like, I'm going to lose and then do something completely different uh, in a show-off-y way. And he gets his ass kicked anyway. Yeah, so she kicks his ass when he tries to play one-handed. And so then he goes back to playing two-handed. Um, and uh, he starts fighting without turtling. But then he does something called a throw jank. Yeah, they which, the, the translators, did they, they missed on that one. Okay, well, according to the translation, it said that it's a, a forbidden move to make them block a weak attack so you can throw them. So you make your the uh, uh, opposing character... Uh, like you, you, go you, hit, you hit them with a light attack yeah, and then immediately go for a throw. Yeah. This works uh, because of two reasons. One is that after a light attack, your the defending character is at a disadvantage because they're recovering from the impact of the attack while the attacker probably frees up their fist in time to do a new attack. So if you do a, a light hit and someone's blocking, they might go to press a button, but by then you've already gotten close enough to throw. Um, The other thing is that if you hit them with a light attack, they're going to start blocking thinking, oh, more light attacks are coming. But Mm -hmm. throw is the 
rock that beats the scissors that is mm-hmm. is uh, blocking. I mean, throw, yeah. Basically, if they're blocking attacks, you can go in for a throw. Wait, what is the rock, paper, scissors of fighting games? Now you uh, need to boy. give me the whole Really, triangle. it's more like there's like seven different items. I need, the, I need a full triangle. Okay, throw beats okay. punch. Uh, no. <laughs> throw beats block. Block beats. Hit. Hit. Hit beats throw kind of air air attack or something yeah well, and then you keep going <laughs> yeah but yeah basically it's like if you hit someone with a short light attack they might mentally go oh i have to keep blocking they're going to keep doing attacks and then while they're blocking and not thinking about jumping or anything else you move in for a throw uh this was also back in the day when there was no throw teching where if both of you tried to throw at the same time the situation would reset this uh street fighter 2 it was um Literally, if you both input a throw on the same frame, the game just randomly flipped a coin uh-huh. in, in its memory and its processes. It would be like, I don't know, someone threw someone else first. It wasn't years later that they figured out a system so that you could counter throws and blah, blah, blah. So is this a cheap thing to do? Like if if uh, you immediately throw after hitting? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like it is. So like the thing with fighting games and all this is that it's like subcultures on subcultures. You know what I mean? Like my first instinct was to be like, this isn't cheap. Every tick throwing is a thing, but it's ever present to me as someone who jumped in like 20 years after the genre started. So maybe in that arcade or in that point in time, people were just like, no, you don't do that. Like in, like in the early mortal Kombat days, they were like, don't throw. They were like, nobody do any throws. (laughs) It was considered cheap to to the point where the developers put in a cheat code where if you put it on, each time you did a throw, the game would put like a message that was like, good throw, like nice job, <laughs> just as like a fuck you to people who didn't like it. So my knee jerk was to be like, what tick throwing is part of the game? You know, it's, do you say anything in chess is cheap? Do you say using a knight is cheap in chess? No, it's part of the game, blah, blah, blah. But not everyone really knew that at the time. And sometimes they do make games very unbalanced. Um, I would say nowadays, no, tick throwing is not cheap. But I mean, people thought crossing up was cheap. No one knew why they couldn't block. Okay, you're saying too many things character. that the listeners and maybe Miles is not going to know. My, actually, Miles, do you know what a cross up is? No. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> have we lost you completely? Yes. <laughs> All right. We got that. Now we got to cut you off. We got to cut you off. Basically, Mark. no, don't cut me off. It's <laughs> okay, basically fine. like it's like if dunking in basketball were called cheap by someone, right, Miles? You might be like, Mm-hmm. dunking is fine but you do it too much and then they'd be like well you can dunk too and then you'd be like but i don't want basketball to just be a game where you run up to the to the net you know and you just fucking dunk every time like this game's supposed to be about shooting a basketball from far away okay so it's that kind of thing where it's like it's part of the game but some people feel it might be unfair or unsportsmanlike or whatever or it makes the game less fun if if it if it becomes that so yeah that's why i kept saying before like in his opinion because it's like in his opinion maybe in this specific arcade at this time Mm -hmm. yeah that was cheap if you're asking me objectively no anyway anyway Uh And at this point in my notes, I wrote down, why is she perfect? She better have a flaw. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think they do. her flaw, yeah, I guess is is that like, she's scared of a lot of stuff Mm. and I guess she's She's super repressed because like her her family expects a lot of her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's a flaw in the it's like, in the gaming. Uh, it's, a, it's a bad situation for in, her. In the gaming sphere, it's just that she's bad at console games because she's good at arcade games because she escapes her home life that's just full of private lessons on being a lady and playing piano and stuff. So she can only play games that are outside. 
So she's not allowed to play them at home. Now, is that a character flaw? No. I mean, she's also kind of rude. We don't know that she has any friends. Mm. Um, she seems to communicate through physical violence. I wonder how did she even get so good? By the way, this show is on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. People found yeah, how, it. How is she How'd good she so at good? video games and school and yeah. uh, Haruo sucks at school? <laughs> if she's spending all her time stud, like right? How is she good at everything and he's only good at video games? <laughs> we don't know it's that she's possible. good at piano and, and ballet or whatever. Yeah, well, That's I mean, she, she spends all her time like studying and stuff and like they make her go to all these lessons. And so like they book up her time. Where did she find the time to get good at arcade games? Like what? where did that, when did that happen? Because it takes a while to get good at a game. Like, you start out really shitty. So she must have practiced at another arcade or something all her life and then came to this one all of a sudden. Yeah. Maybe school is really easy and Haruo is an idiot. Oh, yeah. That could be it. He does seem dumb. Like, he's constantly thinking about games. Like, I do love that there's a scene in episode two, I think, or two or three. Um, Two, I believe, in the beginning where they're cleaning the pool and these kids are like, oh, Final Fantasy IV is coming out. And he's like, yeah, Final Fantasy IV is a thing, but have you guys played the TurboGrafx-16? And he just like, I love something where someone writes a nerdy character that everyone else is like, oh, that's too nerdy. We're leaving. <laughs> You're fucking annoying. Yeah. And he is we also being like- We all just wanted to talk about Final Fantasy, which is a video game. And, and it's a nerdy thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. And you're out here trying to ruin our fun and tell us we're not really gamers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a jerk. Yeah, no one likes talking about something and someone else being like, yeah, but forget about that. Have you guys heard of this thing that I'm very interested in for some reason? In his defense, though, he's like 11 or 12. So no, Jackie, (laughs) at that age, we were all kind of jerks, you know? Yeah, but in this scene of three people, we're on the two guys' side, the two kids. I'm just saying he feels like a realistic, uh, shitty 12 year old. (laughs) Yes. Who probably evolves and becomes a better person. Maybe. Maybe. Who can. You never know. It could go either way. He could become even worse. (laughs) You'll find out in episode four. Yeah, we'll find out. There's a time jump. Ooh. Yeah, her flaws, though, besides that, I mean, yeah, I think she's a a terrible communicator. And uh, I don't know. Maybe she's really bad at uh, dancing. (laughs) You know? Yeah. We all have flaws. At flower arrangements. Yeah. Um... But yeah. she's not, though. Everybody, like, always makes a big deal. Like, oh, that's Akira. She's great at everything. She gets perfect grades, and she's, like, so talented and wonderful and beautiful. Like, that's the other thing, too, is that she's pretty. It's like, wow. Wow. She's perfect. But I, I, I guess it's... <laughs> she's perfect. It's also, I guess, an example of... This is a trope, for sure, where there's, like, a character that everybody sees. I, I guess it's, like the like, the Great Gatsby or something um where it's like somebody that everybody sees is like so perfect and like you know like i want to be just like this person but they're actually uh miserable and they you know yeah like you never know that's a trope you never know what someone has going on yeah you know we all have our own shit yeah not me Mm -hmm. i stare at the wall when you're not here yeah (laughs) because i'm sure she would give up all the like things that make her perfect to everyone else if she could just like be a normal kid and like hang out with people and play video games all day. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Maybe that's why she has no voice, you know, because she feels like she can't speak up for herself because her life is so tightly controlled. Mm. Something like that. You don't have to say that with that ironic uh, like tone on your voice. She expresses herself through video games. Um, 
I wrote down, by the way, they're just sometimes when they'd show the characters in like a fear mode and they'd have no pupils, they kind of look like Junji Ito or Kazuo Umezu characters, maybe specifically Ito, where there's like kind of zombie ghost-like characters are in that yeah. uh, pupilless uh, look. I love so much the scene when he's walking home from school or the arcade and she's following him. And he's like, why are you following me? And she won't answer. And so he walks ahead and she chases him some more. And he's like, are you mad? And then she keeps following him. And when he gets home, he realizes that um, they had been talking about creepy stuff at school, right? Well, and she uh, she watched him play, but whatever it was, Splatterhouse I, or something. Isn't that later though? Or was that before this? No, he that was before. So what happened was he, she was watching him play this game and then that night she followed him home all creepily. And then the next day he finds out that uh, like the kids, he overhears some kids at school saying that she um, can't handle creep, creep, uh, creepy things. Yeah. So it's just funny because she won't tell him what's going on. And she's shy. She just like follows him home, which weirds him out. But in reality, she just doesn't want to be alone walking home because she's scared of uh, very real things. People that live in their homes. You're the real enemy society. Um, there's a thing that happens in this episode where we see Haruo um, playing an arcade game and this guy comes over with his girlfriend and the guy is an angry gamer who when he loses he's like beating the machine mm. that kind of thing his name is Ma-kun hmm. which feels a little close to my name and so I don't like it but you do you get angry when you play games no you don't sometimes you do sometimes i do i don't but i'm not, not like not bang when, the machine but not when you play with real people in an arcade i think you're more more so like when you're alone in your in your room and you get well mad. that's the problem is like when you're <laughs> alone even if there's human beings on the other end of the internet you don't know that you're just like i am alone with my failures <laughs> also this person is making a fool out of me have you ever made someone mad oh yeah them? oh yeah you know when he takes the loss i've done that I've never taken an entire loss, but I've been like winning by throwing fireballs mm-hmm. and people will be like, that's cheap. But again, it is like in, in that case, I'm like, you wouldn't say that about chess. You know, you wouldn't say that about poker. You wouldn't be like, yeah, it's in the game. Going for a pair of aces is cheap. You'd be like, that's part of the game. Yeah. Um, but to a novice, it's not so obvious how to deal with a barrage of fireballs. Yeah, that's the thing. So I, I've done something yeah. and had somebody get pissed at me and then I slow down on throwing the fireballs because I'm worried they're going to be really pissed. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell myself like, no, don't let up. They're going to learn. They're going to learn today. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking deal with it. and They'll figure it out or you tell them later, but take the win. What were you going to say, Jackie? I do not know. I'm sorry. I had to finish <laughs> that thought. No, you had to. You had to. Whatever I was going to say was not important. I've, like, made, I pe- I've made people mad. It is... It's it's fun to do sometimes. Oh yeah. Um I usually don't go for stuff that will just make people mad. Um if someone does something humiliating to me in a game though, I will probably try to return the favor if possible. Uh it doesn't always work out. Makes you focus on the wrong things. Um but um so he loses to this angry guy on purpose. Um and then uh does the girl start pounding the machine as well or is it just that the- Yeah, the girl is also has a super short fuse and flips out well he plays he plays against his girlfriend too she plays as chun chun lee and uh he beats her as well and she also is an angry gamer person by the way i gotta say that it felt like didn't hear anything i said yes no i did okay good um i was going to say about her picking chun lee that uh when in the in the beginning when he's playing games and then he sees this pretty girl uh from his class sit down 
Her cursor on the character select screen briefly goes over Chun-Li, who's the only lady in Street Fighter 2. Uh, and I thought that, you know, she was going to pick Chun-Li. I think that's sort of like the expected behavior of a, a female gamer is to mm-hmm. pick the female character. Uh, but then we see that she plays Zangief. And I think that subverts expectations on two levels. One is that it's funny that a little girl doesn't play the girl character in a game, but she mm-hmm. plays the giant Russian man with scars from fighting bears. Yeah. And then it's also that uh, instead of a surface level decision of I'm a girl, I play girls, which there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it's also that I mean, a lot of people pick the character that like they think is cool course. or reminds them of themselves. Or but she specifically, but it's also that she specifically picks a, car- a character he thinks is harder to use. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just looking at her sitting down you're like, oh, it's her first time ever playing a game. If we didn't know the mm-hmm. title of the anime or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then this girl who is the angry, the angry gamer girl does just pick Chun-Li. Um, yeah. I, I'm probably unfairly characterizing uh, my, uh, I don't know, predictions of what girls yeah. who play Street Fighter do. But I think that's a common thing. Yeah, you pick the character that's most like you. You're the only girl in the arcade. Chun-Li's the only girl in the uh, stereotype uh, orchestra of characters of Street Fighter 2. It's your only choice. You can only play her. No, you could play anybody. Yeah, I know you can play anybody. Yeah, you just can't be the elephant in Dalzim's stage. Well, I'm. I'm Those I prob- are background characters. I probably mentioned this on the podcast, but when I was little, I have t- I have two stories that I relate to my childhood and people trying to put me in boxes or well, actually, well, anyway, uh, when I when I was little, a boy asked me what was my favorite color and I said red and he said you can't like red. Red's a boy's color and I was like, okay, and I think I named another color. He was like, that's a boy's color too, and I'm like. <laughs> What's a Jesus girl? Christ. What what colors can I like? And he said pink or yellow. I guess because of the Power Rangers. And I was like, no. <laughs> wow, you really really so put you in a like, box. All of these colors, man. I can only choose like one or two. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if back then in the nineties, like you know, girl, girls that wanted to play games with like their guy friends or whatever, and the guys told them like you can only play Chun Li because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's a girl and you're a girl. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, let's move on with the plot. I realized that we've been talking too long. And there's another story from my childhood I wanted to bring up, which is, uh, uh, I identified with the part where, um, he's being a nerd talking about like turbo graphics and everybody else wanted to play, wanted to talk about like final fantasy four. Um, it just the way that he's very snobby about games and like he knew about all the hardware and stuff in sixth grade reminds me of, of, uh, I have a similar ish story and I think I was also in sixth grade where I overheard some guys talking about video games and so I wanted to talk to them too. So I was like, yeah, video games, whatever. And they were like, oh yeah, what do you play? And I like mentioned some games and they were like, what system is that on? And I I was like still playing Super Nintendo and they just laughed at me because at the time everybody was on like PS1 or or whatever or something else or, or PlayStation 2. Maybe it was like PlayStation 2 and I was talking about a PS1 game. Uh... You were a generation behind or two. I was a generation behind because like what, I don't know anybody who plays, re- like I'm not talking to, I'm, yeah, like, none of this stuff matters. All the whole <laughs> like fucking yeah. technology stuff. It's all classist bullshit. Like yeah. it's just whose family can afford what, who, pri- what, you know, who prioritizes what. I was having the time of my life with a PS1 for like many years right. and the a Super, Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo is still a, a system worth investing time yeah. into in some ways more than the current ones. But boys are mean. And so then after that, I was like, all right, when the, whenever the next gaming console comes out, I'm going to buy it. And then I got an Xbox for Christmas. Whenever the Xbox came out. I should have gotten a PS2 right then and there because the PS2 had a really long life. Yeah. But how, how was I to know? One of the best game libraries of all time, I will say. How was I to know? None of us could have predicted all that happened 
like Microsoft putting out a game console called the Xbox One. <laughs> what a brilliant name. Well, it's it's what? Third it's the Xbox th- <laughs> console? The third one, and we called it One. Yeah. I worked at Microsoft at the time, and that announcement caused me to just wander into the mall uh, food area, wondering why. I technically work for Microsoft now. To an empty ceiling. Um, but let's not talk about anyway, that. Anyway, so he's uh, he's playing these raging people, and then does Haruo just get on by herself, and she's just playing the rager guy? Yeah. No, I think she physically beats them up, too. Oh, oh not yeah. Haruo. Her name's uh, o- Akira, or what's her name? Ono yeah. Akira? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're they're punching the cab, and then uh, the guy comes out to yell at her. Right, he's he starts yelling at her, and so Haruo, the boy who had like fucked off for a minute, comes back and is like, "Well, let's not get too like you know aggressive here. Isn't that going a little bit far?" And then the guy, the angry guy's angry girlfriend, comes and kicks him in the balls mm-hmm. from behind, mm-hmm. um, and then he falls to the ground. And then the the guy, the boyfriend, just starts like stomping on his head. <laughs> yeah. It's a, Not a very double dirty take, but what a cute couple at the same time. You <laughs> yeah. know, they both love violence and yelling. And I don't, at that point, I think is when, when Ono attacks them though. And then they run away. Yeah. She like roundhouse kicks the one dude in the face and then his girlfriend starts yelling and she just like backhands her, like hits her with the back of her fist in the nose, which starts bleeding. Uh, it's pretty great. And they leave, and this is sort of like their this is sort of like their first bonding moment, you know, because they're on the same team uh, in real life. On this case, you know, they are both fighting games. I don't know, Miles. What was your favorite parts of of the first three episodes? Um, the gross pink haired girl. I love. Her. I did not. I gotta say, like, why do you like her? <laughs> I just thought she was so funny. <laughs> She's such a weirdo, but she feels so real. If you knew like nerdy kids, if you were in like video game clubs or groups of kids that played video games, she feels like a real person. Mm. Even though yeah, she's also just a random bunch of weird habits. <laughs> she, I loved how she was like, let me check if your willy has a bone in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure she molested him. Yeah. yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, well, they're all children, who knows? <laughs> I mean Uh I, I like this in general. I, I just love the development of their relationship. Um, I liked the trip to the haunted non-existent arcade. Yes, Mm -hmm. that was great. And that it's not only is it like, it's not explained, but he later, I guess we shouldn't do beat by beat. No, I think we should just talk about it. Yeah. yeah, We're going to get bogged down. We told you some of the first episode listeners, you're going to have to (laughs) get a Netflix account and who knows how to do that. Um, that, that haunted arcade they go to, um, he gets like it's supposed to just be like a well we don't know if they went but he does have a gift from it yeah he does get that that gotcha game pink ring so it's like oh so ghosts are real in this anime world (laughs) (laughs) there was really a phantom arcade that never existed was shut down for 20 years um yeah yeah i think like what i i I really liked him like it's interesting that Chad said maybe he was a toxic asshole because like I ended up really liking him because he he does start off that way but like you eventually see like his sweeter side as you go on like he develops this care for this girl after a while um and and you see that like the reason he is the way he is is because he loves video games so much and like his passion for it is totally myopic and blinds him to everything else um but he does let this girl in, and it's super cool to see. 
Yeah, definitely from the from the first episode, I might I might uh, he, have he agreed. He grows. He grows. He grows, and I I mean I do admit, yes, like I'm saying that I think that it's okay to have a character at least start out that does not mm-hmm. speak, and and it doesn't mean that she's a one sided you know character that exists for another character's sake. But it would be disappointing if she doesn't start talking a little bit more. Yeah, I would say that that is a little bit annoying. Um, what do you mean she's she's gone forever? <laughs> well, I, I am aware that after episode three, it feels like maybe they'll never see each other again. Maybe. Because um, she's supposed to go to Los Angeles. I think it's okay if she's mute. They should just like explain it so that I know that that's a real thing. And it's not just like the the perspective of the show is to cut out any any of her own thoughts. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Or expression, self-expression or whatever. Yeah, and you can tell the show really loves video games because they're yeah. using specific titles. At the end credits of every show, they list like three old school video games, including some really fucking obscure ones. Um, like, yeah, Mark, did you love this? <laughs> I did. I did like all this stuff. I don't think about Crazy Climber and Kiki Kai Kai enough and um, China Warrior. <laughs> Checks notes. <laughs> China Warrior is the name of the game. Apparently, even though in Japan it's called The Kung Fu. Whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was super fun. And I, I even wrote down, I've never heard of Genji and the Heike, the Heike clan. Like I have to try that out. Um, uh, yeah. And you can, so you can tell that. And, um, also the gameplay footage when he's playing the angry guy, he's using a glitch that made Guile disgusting in street fighter two. I think that's one of the reasons why they updated it. He's using this thing where like, you just can't do anything about it. Guile just throws you when you're not even like able to to defend yourself oh yeah uh, they show that yeah the magic throws and so it's like literally that would drive anybody insane because it's like i just put half a dollar in this machine and now i'm just being thrown around like a goddamn ragdoll um so that little nuance kind of was like oh yeah this isn't just like a reference fest even though this first episode especially is all the games featured by capcom mm-hmm. and i was like okay there better be other games this isn't just oh true i don't want this to just be so obviously a deal you know, I saw one of the uh, like producers was like Square Enix. Yeah, it's a Square oh, Enix yeah, they manga. Me- they mentioned uh, uh, Final Fantasy and they mentioned Square and stuff. They do, but the yeah. the, um, the publishers of I think the anime maybe are Square Enix, uh, and that brings me to a point. In 2014, this is from Wikipedia. Osaka District Police searched the offices of Square Enix, the publishers, um, because of a IP violation claim by SNK Playmore. That because the manga featured over 100 characters from the King of Fighters, which is a huge fighting game series not made by Capcom. Um, and so, like, they were like, uh, you know, SNK was like, you used all of our characters. That's a violation of our intellectual property. Uh, and so Square Enix uh, was like, okay, we're going to recall all the printed books and we're going to stop doing any future publications of books, you know, uh, collections, you know, um, Tonkobon. And digital sales, even though the comic kept running in the monthly magazine, I guess, because they were like, well, you can't take that away from our readers. Um, And then in 2015, they reached a settlement out of court. A lawsuit was canceled and the manga went back to being sold in all different formats, Hmm. which is like, on one hand, SNK, what are you doing calling the cops going to someone's office? Why don't you just send an email first? But on the (laughs) other hand, what are you doing just putting King of Fighters characters into your comic for? You know, you don't own that. Um, and maybe some emails were ignored or put in the trash. Maybe they got caught in the spam filter. Yeah, it was all a misunderstanding. 
Um, also, speaking of labor of love things, I didn't know about that alchemizing thing in Final Fight. All that was new to me. Mm, I never think cool. about Final Super Fight. Super nerdy. Yeah, it was very nerdy, and it's weird that she would do that. I like that it was just a really fake wanted out. to make. She really wanted to get the high score. She's the high score girl. Yep. We know she that. She likes scores. Yeah. She's the high score girl. High score girl. That's the other thing, by the way. Well, I guess she must, she must have been playing with real people at some point, like for her to get good at. Because like getting good at Final Fight, like you can just play by yourself. But getting good at um, Street Fighter, like you need to play with real people more. Yeah, but unless you can play with strangers, sucked. you know. Yeah. To get yes. good faster, yeah, you should know people. Yeah. And therefore, you're able to talk to each other and figure things out and give advice. Yeah. It's. I, I find it kind of unrealistic that she got that she was it's so a little good. unrealistic. Like considering everything else going on in her life. Um, what is, I think, a realistic take would be that for the anime's sake, they have to make it look like they're good. But in real life, he might think he's amazing or maybe but, yeah, he's they, amazing out probably, of two people. Yeah, they're all probably yeah. pretty bad and the bar is pretty low. Right. That's probably what So he's is. just like, why is she better than me? That's yeah. crazy. It's not that either of them are amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things, I really like the mom, in, his mom. Where, oh, she's where, great. She's just so funny. I like was laughing out loud for her scenes where like, you know, the, the, the girl comes cause he's sick. Um, so, um, Ono comes to give him his, like homework notes the or homework, something. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, and the mom is like, okay. And like the, the door is like cracked open a little bit. She's like, all right, I'm just gonna, and she's like looking it like she, through the cracked door through the cracked door but you see her like she's at the top of the door and then all, all the way at the bottom of the door like and her head turns sideways yeah it's like she's yeah. a floating head just looking through the crack and it's so funny you you laughed with, uh, in particular when he opened the door and yelled at her and she went okay and she just was like dancing spinning in the hallway out of the scene <laughs> she's like okay I'll go, you know I'll she, leave you she later uh, when he's fighting ono over the controller because he can't stand to sit there and just watch her play even though he's sick she comes in, his mom comes in, thinks they're fighting and she suplexes him into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like she does wrestling moves to him, a bunch of different holds and stuff. I also like how at the end, uh, well, not the end, but like at, at, in the third episode where like you find out that um, uh, Ono is leaving for Los and they're mo- she's moving to Los Angeles. Um, he at first was like, didn't want to send her off and like, you know, he didn't get her a gift and he's like, you know what? I'm, I, you know, I'm happier playing alone. Like I don't need a friend or whatever, like someone to play games. I don't need a rival. I'm better off without a rival. And then like, I don't know, all, all the video game characters that he likes start talking to him. Like Guile is like, go, go after her. And like the, all oh, the different yeah. video game characters like are saying like, go do the thing. Like, and so yeah. then he goes and he runs after her into the airport. I thought that was cute. Yeah, the show was surprisingly sweet. And I like that, you know, she's leaving, but we do get a scene where she expresses a physical affection for him. Whereas I feel like a lot of other shows might like really drag out like a relationship build out. And we might just be sitting there wondering the whole time, like, well, how does she feel? And so she does express herself in a way here. She was hysterically crying. And now I it's feel kind of bad for her. And I kind of, um, I'm a little mad that he did that to her. Cause that was, that must be like, a, that's an experience she's never going to forget. The fact that she just like hysterically cried in an airport because a boy was like nice to her. But that's how she felt, know. right? You know I mean? Yeah. She, she felt like probably that same way. Yeah. Inside about having to leave. Um, now she's going to be sniffling the whole airport ride, and it's a long ride. Well, actually, I guess it's not that long from California to Japan. That's still long. It's not that long. All right, fine. 
<laughs> here's some random things. Um, I like that two-toothed character who says about the disappearing arcade that it disappeared yonks ago. I don't yonks. know why it was yeah, subtitled that. that way. I didn't rewind and try to figure out what they were translating. Um, one thing that's just a, I don't know, a cultural commentary is when they're at the amusement park and he's like, this is just your bog standard arcade. And I was like, that looks so much nicer than any like attached arcade we get in the United States. This is like, to me, I'd be like, why is this arcade so futuristic? Um, and there was something else I was going. The animation is super great. I loved it. It made it so much more fun. The, like the realistic, uh, video game stuff or the 3d, like, the 3D, like, their expressions, like, all of the art was really good, I thought. Like, the way they mixed the video game stuff and the not video game stuff. Like, the the mom's head turning sideways was really funny, as Jackie said. Yeah. Um, it's just a really great thing to look at. Yeah, at first I felt like they were really saving money. I'm like, oh man, they're using actual graphics from another game. And the characters don't move that much in the, in the real world, but they, it starts to change up. Um, the pool coach, like the ad- other adults in this series, well, even the mom, yeah, all the adults are just complete weirdos. And I think some of that is just the child <laughs> perspective of being like, real people are my age in my class, and adults just do the strangest weird things and they yell all the time. <laughs> so I think it's intentionally skewed from a kid's perspective. The pool coach, yeah. the back of his hoodie is the Chinese character for death. Hmm. <laughs> on the back of it i don't understand that isn't isn't that doesn't akuma have like a character on his but he has it's a different character right he he has the the one the word for destruction shows up when he does a special finishing move there is a street fighter character who has death on his front but it's written wrong because he's canonically an american character who just loves japan <laughs> uh his name is sodom go figure um and uh at one point do you guys remember the the pool teacher being like if you don't clean or something, he's like, I'll do my special punishment. Did you guys remember that where he puts his fingers together like this? No. Yeah, what does that mean? That's a reference to the, what people call the concho game. And it's a thing you do in Japanese schools where you shove that into someone's butt, like through their pants. <laughs> nice. You go up behind another kid with your fingers out straight, like like you're pointing with both fingers touching. And then you shove it up someone's butt, like from behind when they're not noticing. Uh, oh, they did that on that show, Kim's Convenience. I don't know what that is. It's a show on Netflix. Uh, it's a show about this Korean-Canadian family. Oh. Zach well, recommended I, it. I didn't know uh, that it was something they did outside of Japan. Hats off to you, Koreans. You're also <laughs> weird about butts when you're kids. Yeah, butts. It's true. Uh, yeah, and that pink afro girl, she talks about, like, let me check your wiener for bones. And the way she just like jumps on people makes me think of like uh, glomping, you know, which is definitely something mm. you would see in like nerdy mm-hmm. game rooms in uh, even through college. These kids aren't anime conventions, anime cons, where they have to ban it. They're not all supposed to be nerdy, though. Right. But it, it feels like that is someone who has like a particular lack of like nuance and, um, you know, respect for other people's boundaries, that kind of thing. Some girl glomped on me at in Sea Caucus at one of those cons because she thought I was dressed as a One Piece character and I was just wearing a red shirt and a cowboy hat. Why were you doing that? Uh, I liked the color red and I had a cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, you got glomped. Did you fall over? No, I was just like, hello. <laughs> you know how Hi. I react to things. <laughs> yeah, I was at, uh, I, I went back to college as an 
older adult i was like probably 27 or something and just i felt just some girl hugged me from behind i was Mm. playing street fighter and i just rotated like hi and she's like oh i thought you were someone else Mm. i was like that's weird you don't know them well enough that when you get this close you're not like hang on maybe i should check Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know anyway yeah the show is a little bit deeper than i thought certainly if uh from the beginning of the episode the first episode i was like well i'm interested because i love references to games and such but then yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with this uh, character, with this relationship, and uh, what they look like years from now. I want to see. I wanted to see the. Yeah, you guys should watch. I it. wanted to see the next episode, and Mark was like, "No, we were only supposed to watch three. And I was like, "But Miles watched more." And Mark's like, "You don't know that." I'm like, "Miles said that it jumps ahead in time. How did he know that?" And Mark didn't. Mark thought that you just watched the three episodes, and you assumed it jumped. Or something. Just keep watching it. Become it's it's uh it's a cute show. Miles said, "I like." We should probably only do three because there seems to be a jump, a time jump. So I'm like, all right. Well, but you were wrong. Miles actually watched more. Just because you're right doesn't mean I, you. Maybe were I watched right. more immediately after saying that. So I don't know. You you both could be right. Who knows? Miles knows the truth and won't admit it. <laughs> you should keep watching anyway. It turns out that I super like cute stuff like this. It is cute. Yeah, I like anime romances, but only when they have sex. No. As Come on, man. If they don't do it, then I'm like, fuck this show. Mark. Look, I'm fine with will they, won't they, but eventually cash the checks. Come on. You want to see explicit? No. Uh, no, I didn't say that. No. Uh, it's TV. <laughs> I don't want that on TV. No, I, what I mean is I don't. I don't mean that literally. I just, uh, I don't like shows where it's like a romance and like a will they, won't they for like 20 episodes. And then at the end, there's like some acknowledgement of a one-sided romance. Maybe this is a trope that only applies to one or two shows I'm thinking of, but I'd prefer a show where we see them get into a relationship and then it's like a totally new angle and new set of dimensions for characters because it's, it feels easier to write a pursuit. I'm in love with you. Are you in love with me? Sort of thing. So I find that boring if it doesn't actually go anywhere. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen with this show, because I also don't like that. Good. I'm glad it wasn't just me talking about sex. It almost <laughs> was. I approached that entirely wrong. Um, Look, here are the JoJo voice connections. I'll just tell you them right now. The cruel private teacher with those weird glasses that like tells uh, Ono, like, I'm going to not leave you alone this entire summer break yeah voice actress is tomo higashikata the josuke's mom in part four mm. um nice famous abuser of uh, cat collars and the pretty boy genta who's like oh that's one thing i really actually like about this show you know the the guy genta who has like the stars around him when he talks and he talks about like mm-hmm. He thinks like, oh, I'm a normal boy and I know how to get girls and I'm going to talk to her. Oh, that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because he is projecting and he thinks he knows what Ono wants. That's what I said before in the beginning. Oh. I said that when uh, during Chad's email. Oh, okay. That he, he thinks he knows what he wants, but he's wrong. Whereas even though Haruo says these things in his head about how, well, she's just a girl. Mm-hmm. He just treats her like a person, like another gamer or whatever. He does After, not immediately, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, not immediately. Uh, right. And he certainly doesn't seem to have a goal in mind of like, them will date. Yeah, I don't, he's not thinking right. that far ahead. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, that voice actor is Narancha from uh, part five of JoJo. And there might be other ones, but I didn't do the whole cast. We haven't seen much of the show. 
it's good. Show's good. We'll keep watching it if you do, dear listener. Um, and now I'll do 20 minutes on the Turbo Graphics 16. Uh, no! Released initially in 19. 19- <laughs> Cut the show. It's uh, over. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on twitter.com slash jjbpod. Again, our Patreon is the same thing, blah, 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 slash jjbpod. And if you have thoughts on this show, uh, fighting games, uh, tick throwing, <laughs> unblockable moves, cross ups, write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com and also. Uh, feel free to ask us about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I've heard good things. Uh, that's it. Goodbye. Have a good life. Hey. What? Goodbye. Have a good life. Bye. Bye.